Welcome to the Itty Bitty Podcast. I'm your host, Perry Phillips, and because I've killed so many brain cells, I feel like I'm getting dumber as I'm getting older. So the podcast is a great way to learn more about the things that I love. So each week we take a look at topics from the world of pop culture, including music, shout out to hip hop, movies, sports, comic books, video games, psychedelics, cannabis, and more. And the format might not always remain the same from week to week. I'm all over the place. What can I say? And I love the idea of a podcast that changes and grows with our listeners. So before we get too far, if you're listening so far, head over to ittybittypodcast.com to subscribe to the show on the platform of your choice. And make sure to say hi to us on social media. It's pretty much at ittybittypodcast for everything um, but without further ado, man, the Itty Bitty Podcast is anything but Itty Bitty. So let's get it going. Welcome to another episode of the Itty Bitty Podcast. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about sports cards. So I had a friend of mine come on. I've been trying to do an episode about sports cards for a minute. Um, but my buddy Steve came on the show um, to talk about it. He's part of my family. So we... Uh, We've been kind of texting back and forth about, you know, sports cards and shit and kind of sending different stuff we've picked up back and forth. So it was a long time coming. I wanted to do an episode entirely dedicated to sports cards since that's what I've been big into right now. So if you're sick of me talking about it at this point, this probably is not going to be the episode that you're going to want to tune in for. But that being said, we're coming up on our 50th episode. Well, you know, a year episode. We're on this episode 47. So 50 is kind of creeping up and then 52 would be one year. So in honor of that, we're doing a giveaway, but you have to donate in order to get a a prize entry. So donate, um, you can donate to either Black Lives Matter or you can donate to another um, charitable or an organization that works towards any either progressive values or um, you know that helps out the black community so that's how I decided to do this giveaway it's a sick giveaway you're gonna get a pack of cards you're gonna get Funko Pops Tupac and Biggie Funko Pops you're gonna get a Marvel Legends toy you're gonna get a joint rolling kit you're gonna get a bunch of dope shit. I've got the picture up on the Instagram so you can kind of see everything, but all you have to do is donate $5 to get entered. Every $5 that you donate is another entry. So head over to itbdpodcast.com. I've got the links up there um, or just, you know, anywhere. Just search itbdpodcast. You'll be able to find it. Uh, ooh, excuse me. So yeah, this is not a podcast about sports cards. This is the Itty Bitty Podcast. It's anything but, and it starts now welcome to the itty bitty podcast So, normally we do like Friday with friends, but this will be like a Tuesday episode because I want to talk about sports cards for a little bit, but we can talk about some other shit too. Yeah, definitely. But I actually just opened some cards and I I hit a Zion out of a fucking pack of NBA hoops that I got this morning when I went out for cards. You've been really lucky. I'm kind of impressed. Well, it's not luck. It's just I... I'm, I live in the sticks and there's not much yeah. competition for cards. So right. once you figure out when they, they put them in, you know, you just go and like they them. say location, location, location. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer in the early bird gets the worm. So all these oh, yeah, people definitely. that are like, some people get really mad about that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But I did get my card back. I had that Zion that was the Zion silver and I sent it in to get replaced by Panini and they sent it back today. I thought they were going to replace it. Like that's the way it seemed in the email that they sent me, but then they sent it yep. back and they were like, we don't have a replacement for it. So here's your card. What's the rarity on something like a silver? I like don't how know, many but prints? they kind of damaged it. 
like it was wasn't yeah damaged. i saw the pictures it was way off like well no there was some more damage when it came back that wasn't there before yeah so i don't know if they'll i emailed them about it i was like yeah this damage wasn't here before and i sent i have before and after pictures so i don't know yeah. it might make it more, more rare no. who knows right so yeah it is pretty pretty horribly stamped so right who knows yeah like I grew up in the hobby so ignorant to it like basically opening random packs didn't know about hobby stores and just the game and it's evolved so much and there's so many ways you can make money and obviously you know collect rare cards and it's, it's pretty cool yeah that's the thing i can't collect stuff that i like like i'll collect i put the celtic stuff aside and then the rest yeah. i'm like all right this stuff is all up for grabs like i'm not yeah, attached to any of this shit right i've been collecting uh my personal collection of celtic since i was probably five six years old so yeah. you know it, i've i have probably thousands and thousands different books and like my son junior helps me out with it and he likes it he's getting into it but the aspect i like to show him is the like you can make money with it too yeah. and you can kind of collect you can kind of also you know share information you know it's kind of like a community as well you see it with the hobby stores and the now they've got conventions like when i was a kid i didn't even know that stuff was happening or was going on yeah you know it's just the the evolution of it all well i also collected pokemon cards when i was younger so like i y'all at that point right yeah that whole generation that shit was that, like i think that's why it's coming back as well you know like it comes back full circle well i'm in some pokemon groups on facebook and I, shit too just because i'm like it's it's kind of expensive for pokemon cards though. i mean like you can get decent ones but i just i right. don't know i have a hard time buying individual cards from people online you just never know what you're gonna get like unless they have yeah. a solid reputation that's definitely something i want to talk about too is the quality um starts off with obviously you know pictures and you see some of these pictures on say ebay and all these auction houses and you know they claim a near mint or a you know a special you know quality but it's you can see in the pictures they're hiding something by the you know the picture so far away or you know and yeah. then the quality shipping like i hate when people use tape do not use tape if you're a card collector and you're listening to this do not use tape on your top loaders anything like that because it, it sucks it's just you wasted a top loader it's all messed up now and just the packaging opening it, it sucks you know that's how i got my use card back from panini use rubber bands you know and you're good cardboard obviously to protect and you're good and I mean, they're cheap enough to ship already, so don't don't cheap out on the materials. I got my card back from Panini with it with scotch tape on it. I'm like, you got to be fucking yeah, kidding me. I mean, that's just hack. That's amateurish to me. If anything, like, use painter's tape because it comes off easier. You can use that, but like, I, that I wouldn't even use it on the. I wouldn't use it on the top loader. I would use it on like cardboard. I wouldn't hard use, tape. Yeah, yeah, like I would put the the cardboard so around the it and then. I can definitely see that. You so know? I usually do that because the the that the painter's tape comes off really easy, and then you right. put the card in a top loader to send it like that. But yeah, that's like one of my pet peeves. I'm obviously you know me. I'm very you know driven that way, and quality is a big thing. And when you when you skimp on you know and you just don't know what you're doing, it's kind of just amateurish at that point. Yeah. Um. What yeah. uh? What other type of like you, you do auctions as well, right? You said, right? Yeah, I just got um, put on to like pristine auctions. I think they're out of like Arizona, and uh, they do everything from art to sports. You know, comic books that are ending, just like all different things. Mystery boxes are really popular because people like to. I think at this this time, especially millennials, they like to be. You know, it's like a gift. It's like Christmas again. You know what I mean? So it's kind of reigniting that inner child in you. And I think a lot of people are looking for that escape. So I've been definitely checking out them. eBay, I sell, buy on there. I buy, I buy packs. I buy boxes. Try to flip them. Try to make some money back. You know, there's different ways. There's so many ways in the, in the game, you know. 
I, uh, shit, I'm fucking, I, I got too baked before. I'm trying to think of what I was just, oh yeah, yeah. We were talking, you were talking about mystery boxes and I've talked yeah. about this on the podcast before, so I apologize for repeating myself, but no, sorry. I watch on YouTube, the dark web yep. mystery boxes. Have you ever seen those videos? No. So they're like, there's a 90% chance that they're fake. But they're yep. like f- they're fun. Like I'll watch them. I would watch them when my wife would be working at night. So like yep. I would just watch them when I would be laying in bed getting ready to go to sleep. Watch, pull them up on YouTube, and it's just uh, you know some goofy dude opening a box, and it's all this weird shit. And supposedly they bought this shit on uh, the dark the dark web, and they met somebody, or they p- picked it up at a PO box or some shit. Yep. And um, they've. There, you know, there's all different ones. There's ones that they pretend that like the house is cursed, and they pretend like you know, I don't know. It's, they they try to say it's real, but obviously, like a lot of it is right. bullshit. And the but it's intrigue fun. is don't know what it's gonna be because it's from like you said the dark web, so it's yeah, it could be anything. Anything's you know on the table basically. Well, in here's that the box. thing: it could be there's like so many different ways that it could be bullshit that like right. you just have to let yourself enjoy it for what like like for entertainment value. Like I'm like, yeah. I, there's most of it's most likely bullshit, but like it's fun to watch. It gets you all fucking creeped out and shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some of them are are kind of convincing. Some of them you're just like, yeah, there's no way this is you know. Uh, yeah, I'll have to check it out. I mean, I've never even heard of it, so I'm kind of maybe behind on the time. Sometimes I'm not with the mainstream, and obviously. Well, no. I part of no- my job with the podcast is to spend time on the internet, just looking at bullshit. Yep. Yeah, so, you like, have to. It's uh, you know, but that I have less and less time to look at bullshit with uh, the kid coming yeah. soon. Yeah, you've always been good at like finding like new music artists. Like I used to do that all the time back way back when when iTunes was still a thing on your computer. You know, burn friend CDs. You know, things like that. Finding the newest of news. You know what I mean? It's and so to hard to keep up though. Yeah much new content nowadays because that's that's what it is it's everything's technology right now and that's how you can make a real living and i mean it's good to like my biggest thing with you know cards or entertainment is to show my son that you can do it and you know not be you know just in a a lax place where you can just waiting for something to happen where you can just make it happen whether it's video or non see i wish i had had somebody tell me before about like the value of what stuff would be and i wish i had oh. known like i gave, gave a lot of shit away like i had dragon ball z toys how much stuff have you thrown away given away that was probably well i gave it away to somebody you. younger trying to like you know be nice and stuff and then you think about it yeah. later on and because i have i've said this a million times on this fucking podcast but i don't give a fuck i have a charizard that's like somewhere and i'm hoping it's still at my mom's house and it's in, yeah. in like mint, mint condition but there's a chance that it's not like she's starting to get the house ready to move and like it would be sealed i know exactly which like container it would be in if it's in there yeah and if it's if i have it the last time i checked one sold for like fifty five thousand. wow um, so i'm like i need to fucking find that thing but i you know yeah. it's, hope, it's crazy probably, i probably gave it away I hope not. You know, I hope you find it, and that'll be a definitely a cool addition to the podcast and to the collection, and hopefully make a pretty penny off it as well. You know, yeah. But that's like we were talking earlier. That's how much evolution there is to this. You know, trading cards, whether it be sports, non-sports, and it, it, like we just saw the other day on Twitter, like that bounty for the Zion Williamson, five hundred thousand dollars. Like you could literally open a box of cards today and get a thousand dollars in your pocket five thousand dollars in your pocket chasing right now is the, the national treasures right that's the that's the hot item right now yeah one of i found a bunch of i went this morning and i found a bunch of mosaic and uh and those nba hoops yeah and so i'm like my money is tied up in that stuff i sh- probably yeah. shouldn't have but i'm just like you know what while it's still out because if you look yeah. at the price of prism it's it's fucking through the roof. Hey, uh, basketball 
Baseball is so hot right now. It's and once just the because... season comes, I'm just gonna. I'm. I can't wait to do a couple sales. I just am. I worry about getting fucked over. That's kind of what it makes me nervous. I've sold a couple cards yeah. on eBay, but you pay a lot of fees, so you like it's, it's right. I'd rather pay goods and services, so you don't really get, get fucked. But you know, yeah, there's definitely different ways. Obviously, eBay definitely takes a lot of fees and. It does. Different they things. charge you out the ass on eBay, but yeah, if you're gonna do it, you have to obviously, you know, be in it for the profit and you know see it so it make it happen. You know, I'm excited for yard sales to be starting back up because I like <laughs> to find. I w- that's what I was doing before. Like I have been doing that forever. I you know, oh yeah. My wife hated it before. She's like, you know, because I, yeah. I have all this shit that I would get. Like, I don't have like, I'm not a hoarder or anything like that. Like, yeah. I don't just get a bunch of shit and pile it up. But I'll have shit, right. like little shit that I'll take and I'll throw in a drawer. And I'm like, you know, I'll save that. And I had another Charizard that I have sent out for grading, which is still worth a decent yeah. amount, but it's a later edition. Um, yeah. But I just like to look for shit like that. I had always been on the lookout for it at flea markets. Flea markets are my favorite. Um, when I was living in California, there was a flea market in San Bernardino. It was fucking huge. Like, and you could walk around it. And I think they had food once you got to the other side. So there was like a place to get food. And like, it was just, they had the best video games. Uh, The people were all super nice. Um, they were all willing to make deals. So you would go in there and you go like, you'd get NES games for $2 a piece. And so it's like at that right. point you're like fuck it if they work they work if they don't they don't you know yeah so but and you could get yeah, some good toys yeah exactly it's it's like a second job or a side hustle in a way you know and it's a hobby at the same time so you get a little enjoyment entertainment in the same token yeah you know but I used to do that all the time you know Salvation Army arm Amvets you know flea markets and you find little things and you just quick Google search it and then see what you can possibly turn it into it's it's like a in a way you're a collector but you also want to make some money at the same time well yeah i mean i lost my job like right at a time right before the pandemic and shit happened and so i'm like i've just been working on reselling and researching so i'm not spending money i don't need to so like right now i'm just spending the money that i i have saved you know not saved but I have money set aside each week that I put for cards. And, uh, but I've been doing research on re- uh, like flipping other stuff. And I want, before I spend a bunch of money on, you know, shit that I don't need. Um, but there's money to be made at Ross and places like Marshall where you can get like high end shoes and then resell them on eBay or Amazon seller. The same thing, you know, with TJ Maxx, they used to sell um, way back in the day. To sought watches, which I think yeah. they're a part of. I think it's a French company because I was really big into watches at a at a time, and you know, because it was the same thing. You could buy it at TJ Maxx for say fifty dollars, and then flip it for two hundred dollars easily, or even well over that. I've seen certain watches go upwards of five hundred dollars and cost a yeah. hundred dollars Max. But it's all in the you know finding it out, and it's kind of like that's the biggest driving force is that you know hunting mentality in a way you know what i mean because you're going for you're like it's a treasure in a way you have to just not give a fuck either like you have to just and scare money don't make money either you just have to i mean i've i've the amount of times i've missed fucked up and messed up is like been small compared to like the amount of times because i've done my research and i know what to look for like the first time i went looking for cards i just grabbed whatever the fuck i saw because i was like oh cards are hot right now i didn't know what the fuck i was grabbing and now i know what to look for um but yeah i mean occasionally you fuck up like i bought some score nfl the other day just because i was like well fuck it i drove all the way out here for cards and that's all they had and uh i opened one box of them i was like these are fucking terrible (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I was like, maybe I can sell them and get my money back, but I'll probably lose money on the taxes. So yeah, mass produced pieces of shit. Yeah, you know? I was just like, these are garbage. Yeah, it happens. I mean, that's why one thing I would you know suggest for collectors or people that spend money in the hobby is don't get emotional. You know, sometimes you might want to buy something because you haven't bought something in a while, but 
you know, it, listen to your gut in a way, you know, what because you, yeah. How Go do ahead. you, how do you feel about like selling versus holding, especially with like, because the season's so close and right. I feel like right now people are like anticipating that there's going to be a loss of interest in the hobby People are starting to get scared because there's because it is hot. right. And here's the thing: I don't like people think that there's a lot of mosaic out there, which I'm sure there is. But it's, I mean, I think they're cool cards, and there's a lot of cool cards in there that you that are exclusive. I keep finding shit that I keep seeing online that like you super yeah. rare cards that people are gonna be searching for for a long time. Yeah, I think it depends on the situation. Like there's sometimes where it's like poker. You got to hold, no one to hold them, no one to fold them, like no one to sell them and no one to hold them because there's certain times where uh, a box just came out and then you get a card that somebody really likes and really wants. They're going to overpay, right. you know, or say if you think that if you have knowledge of the sport and you want to wait till that player gets better, you know, there's all different, you know, intangibles and, it, it's like you said before, it's all about knowledge. If you know the hobby, know the sport and it goes hand in hand, then you can kind of make more money because you know, it's kind of like the stock market. You know when to, to buy and know when to sell, you know, because there are times when things are hotter and now they're getting, it seems like things are getting more mass produced because the hobby is so hot. So the, you know, the card makers and all these companies want to, you know, make so much money that it kind of waters down the, the hobby in a way. Well, here's the thing, though. It's, nervous. I think Panini pretty much has a lock on everything, whereas, like, in in the junk era with the overproduced shit and, in like, the overproduced yeah. wax era, it was – you had Tops, you had um, Upper Deck, you had all those other companies competing, yeah. and now you just have Panini. Um, so I think that's right. part of the reason that Panini just doesn't give a fuck. They're just like, fuck it. Like, cause a lot of their yeah. cards are like the mosaic yeah. cards have been hard with some of the base rookie cards because yep. of the, the, I mean, they, I think they're cool looking cards, but they're hard because, you know, I'm sure in shipping, like I've seen a couple of, pa- of cards that have come that have just kind of looked like they've been fucked up and it's like, well, you know, you kind of have yeah. to take a risk yeah. with those. Yep, you. It's crazy. You know, I never thought I would see the the hobby of trading cards get this big again because we went through a phase where digital took over everything. You know, it took over the tape, the CD, everything, and it's same thing with magazines. Not many people buy magazines anymore, unless it's now it's coming back a little bit because people, I think, missed it. They missed that human touch because digital can only go so far you know what i mean right it's even with music in a way because you probably remember way back in the day fye sam goody yeah you know strawberries all those places you you remember you you have those memories you know as a kid and it's pretty cool like i still remember the first tape i bought with my father way back in the day at the brockton mall and it was uh notorious big hypnotized single and uh it, it, you, you just go back to that moment whereas you buy something online and it's different it's not as personal it's right. not as huge so i think we're we're definitely you know aching for that that touch that personal touch yeah is uh with trading cards you said you, you collected them for when you were a kid so did you take a break definitely so i started just you know living in my neighborhood and just going up the hill to the store and there would just be random packs, baseball, all sports. And, uh, I would just, you know, my father would say, you want one or I, what I would do back way back in the day would, I would steal candy and then I would trade people to buy me cards and then I would give them candy. So it was like a little hustle in a way. So that was kind of my hustle before even knowing cards. And then uh, when I started opening cards, I didn't know nothing about them. I would trade them amongst my friends Obviously, if you ever got a Yankees player, that was an instant trade throwaway. <laughs> if you know what I mean, coming from you know Boston, Brockton. Yeah. It, now it, I have a Peyton Manning. I have a Peyton Manning on my eBay store. Yeah, and I'm that's like, how get I started. Rid of that shit. I want that shit out of my house. 
for real. And that's how I started collecting like um, Celtics cards because obviously I gravitated towards, you know, the Celtics being the hometown team. And then I really didn't know about, you know, that you could sell these things or they were worth any kind of money or, you know, say variations, short prints. Like I had no idea about that. But the one day was, um, you know, DW Fields Park in Brockton. Yeah. So right around there on Oak Street, there used to be a hobby shop. And one day I was fishing and uh, we were coming back and we were just like going to the store to get water or a drink or something. And it was right next door. And I saw like the posters and, you know, as a kid to get you all excited because you see like a Michael Jordan or, a you know, Derek Jeter, you know, and went in and it was a wrap after that. You know, you see all the packs, the boxes and. You talked. I still talk to the guy. Actually, he's he's he sells at the um, Raynham Flea Market. But so that's how I started into it. That's when I, I got both feet into the hobby and started like buying boxes, you know, with, say, my work money, because I started work early. Sixteen was my first job at McDonald's. So that was kind of where all my money went, you know. And then I would just resell it to kids around the neighborhood or sell it online because eBay was first starting at like that time. As I got a little older into it, probably like 10, 11, 12. And my mother had an eBay at the time. So I would just use that. And, you know, it was a way to make money. So I definitely liked it. But then I kind of stepped away as I got older because it was something, you know, my friends were no longer doing anymore. We weren't doing any, you know, money was harder because that it was the game was getting oversaturated things weren't worth anything anymore you know it was kind of like the digital phase was definitely kicking in and i was like you know this isn't really worth my time anymore Mm. so that's when i kind of stepped away and i probably say i just came back within the last you know the last year you know because my son kind of got it in got into it you know just shopping at like target walmart and uh you know saw a pack and he was like oh dad can i get one and I'm like, yeah, sure. And it kind of brought back that feeling. Like I said, like that personal touch as a kid, you know, you're always looking for that, you know, that joy that you lost as a kid, because as you get, as you grow as an adult, obviously you got more responsibilities, you got bills to pay, you know, shit ain't the same. So you're looking for that little piece of joy. Yeah. That's, so that's definitely interest back into it. Yeah, and I see, dude, I see people that spend so much fucking money. It's crazy. Like, I, when I first got, I'm like, as long as you're making your money back, it's cool. Uh, Right. I, but for me, I'm like, I think, I'm like, I want to sell a couple of things in pieces. Like, I'm going to sell a little bit here, a little bit there. And with the NBA season coming up soon, um it's just i don't know zion scares me i wanted to talk about that i want to talk about zion's injury um yeah he like, got, he's a freak talent but you can uh, you freak talents can have freak injuries yeah. you know i.e bo jackson right i mean honestly like we've gone through text about this before and you know talked about it where i would say john moran's a safer pick because i i see a versatile skill set yeah. You know, where Dion's well, more, not one-dimensional, but he's more just talented where he doesn't have the overall, you know, package. Right. It, uh, I, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about as well is, like, as far as diversity in the, in what your, what type of cards you're purchasing. Because... Yeah. Like I like, like I said, there's so many, like you, we, you said a little, a little bit earlier about how there's so many different ways that you can get into buying and selling in the hobby. There's, you know, buying from Facebook groups, there's buying from eBay. Um, but you want to look for players that are already established that are, you know, that have already done it, that are, that have no risk of injury um because you want to kind of mix it up with with that type of stuff um do you usually sell once somebody goes to the hall of fame like do you sit on stuff until they go to the hall of fame or are you like a sell before any of that stuff happens 
Are you still there? Uh-oh. No, that's cool. I figured it out, like, pretty quickly. I was like, oh, shit. But uh, I don't remember what I was talking about. No, it's cool. Fucking. I was just going to say something about... I had a couple things written down, so I ran, ran and grabbed them anyway. Um, but I was going to say that my my binder, when I looked at it the last time I was back at my mom's house, it's, like, the same as what I have out here. It's just, like, NBA, NFL and Pokemon cards, and uh, and I was going to segue that. I forget. I'm fucking blazed, so I apologize. <laughs> but I, just, I did an eBay bid earlier. I was trying to win a Nikhil Harry. Um, you don't really follow the Patriots that much, right? You're not a big football fan. No, nah, not much anymore. I mean, since having you know my first kid, it was like had no time for it and just right. lost lost you know interest i know i used to watch all all of the sports and then i just living on the west coast like when i was younger it was cool because i could go to the bar and like when i was single just go to the bar and fucking watch sports all day you know yes you know get drunk and fucking i never had a car when i lived in la so i was always you know safe i just always would fucking you know, take get a ride or call Uber or whatever, or call a cab because right. I don't know if Uber was around back then. But uh, yeah. yeah, dude, I keep losing my fucking train of thought, man. I don't know what the fuck. Is <laughs> but anyway, uh, what do you think about second year cards? Uh, second year cards. I mean, th- there's definitely a place for them. There's a market, but I mean, obviously, everybody wants that rookie card. That's what yeah. everybody. Everybody knows the rookie. You know, they want that hot new talent, somebody to attach to uh, that they identify or that they just like their game. And I think that's why rookie cards are that much more impactful than, say, second-year cards. But Well, if it's somebody like Luca or Trey, I feel like Trey Young, too, um, that you can get them fairly cheap. I have yeah. that one card that's going to be coming back soon, hopefully. Um, what's the date? Should be the 30 day was the 26th of May, and it was sent to BGS directly from where I won it from. And wow, it was that Luca Gold, it was a Luca Doncic roll gold wave, uh, out of 10. Yeah. And wow. it's a second That's year card. And that, shit, yeah. yeah, I looked at one, one sold raw for it was like 1100. And that was yep. a couple months ago, so I've haven't seen any other ones on eBay. I keep keep looking for it, but that yeah. one should be coming back. If that thing comes back a pristine ten, that thing is going to be worth a pretty penny. So, I'm yeah, hoping. even if would it comes you, back a nine point five, it'll come back. Yeah, would you list as a minimum nine? What do they? So I don't know. Done... They didn't ask me that, but I did it through. Oh, okay. I told them I wanted the subs. So I yep. didn't, they never asked me about the minimum. I'm hoping that, yeah. but I'm assuming that they wouldn't because they told me like which ones they, they would grade and which ones they wouldn't. So right. I'm pretty sure that yeah know, they'd check that shit. But I'm yeah, because hoping... I think what PSA does is they basically set a minimum. So if, you know, you don't want a lower grade than a nine. Well, then they you, sent you, it to BGS. Uh, right. So, so they have, back yeah, in, I'm not you with them yet. Yeah, yeah I've, I I think just because PSA is taking so long, a lot of people are migrating to BGS and S, I've seen people talk about SGC gaining some steam, but I don't, I don't know. I haven't uh, really gotten any knowledge. Yeah, that. so PSA is obviously the premier name where if you have that, then they want to buy that more than say a bgs or any other company that i think that's why they're probably backed up so much because everybody's sending you know their cards to them and i think a lot of it is people that are hobby shops obviously they get things graded in bulk so it probably takes a lot you know to process right you know i'm i'm guessing that they come first in the chain you know in the food chain whereas you know just hobby collectors are kind of small and that's why it's it's hard in a way unless you you do the knowledge and you find your own little niche where you can make 
profit because otherwise you're just spending money, like you said, or getting your money back. And then it's just a hobby at that point. And that's fine for a lot of people too. And I mean, I'm good with that, but at the same time, I kind of, I always look to ways to make money and who's hot. Like you said about second year card, second year, you know if that player is going to be good or a bust. Right. They have that like grace period where, you know, after three, two, three years and that player is not performing or it's just mediocre, then obviously sales on their cards are going to be reflect, you know. Are you fro you are you freezing? I can't tell. I think you're freezing. Hold on a second. Let me pause it. All right. Sorry, we're back. Um yeah, yeah second year yeah, that's the thing. Like second year cards are a cheaper way to get um somebody's get in on somebody who's, you know, might be uh, their their prices might be uh, a little bit higher. Uh Right. So who is somebody that you're is your sleep like a sleeper that you're looking at for the playoffs as far as players go? Obviously, you know, big Celtics fan, so I gotta start off with Jason Tatum. Yeah, he's a beast. I, That's I the thing. It. Here's the thing. He's no surprise. Like the fact that people are talking about him as like in the same way they talk about uh, like other players. Um, like I just heard people talking about him early on when I would go back and forth to Massachusetts and it's like, if you lived in Massachusetts and you have been watching Jason Tatum, like you knew that. Right. You knew beast. Yeah. I just wish I had gotten his cards a lot cheaper so I could have some to sell. Yeah. Same here. I wish I got into it a little sooner and saw. Do you have any Tatum rookies? What is it? Have you found any Tatum rookies yet? I actually don't have a Tatum rookie. I don't. It's kind of sad right now. But I haven't been really pressing for it at the same time because even though, like you said, he's not as much of a sleeper because he, the last few 20 or so games, I think he was averaging 30 points per game and he really showed out his potential. And I think there's still room in there to grow. So it's kind of like the stock market, like we said earlier where I think you could still get him at a medium range and he's the ceiling is still so high for him that you're still going to make money at this current point because a lot of people forgot about him because of the, you know the the lack of basketball and what's going on with the country and it's it's sad but you know it people do forget they have short you know attention spans and you know I think with the playoffs being back and them being one of the top seeds in the east I think that will help his, you know, his stock go a lot higher. Yeah. But as far as like a true sleeper, I would have to say, like a, we texted about, you know, like Terrence Davis, the rookie out of uh, Toronto. Toronto is yeah. a huge, huge hotbed for basketball right now because the championship they just won, they're defending champions. And they, it's just a huge city and it's booming you know, like you said, I don't see coach, his cards like, a lot. I don't see his his rookie cards and like all the, the cards I've ripped through. I've probably seen his card maybe once or twice. Right. He, I think he was undrafted, actually. Yeah. Um, so that makes him even more of a sleeper. I don't think he's ever going to get to the level of a Ja Morant or a Zion price wise or, you know, skill wise. But I think there's still money there because his cards are probably dirt cheap right now. And I think as Toronto makes a deep run, which they have a really good team with, you know, Siakam, who's another hot player, hot flavor. And, um, you know, it's I think the sailing is, you know, big for him, too, where nobody has any expectations, you know, and he was undrafted. So he probably wasn't, you know, in a lot of those early boxes or packs. Yeah. You said Siakam. Yeah, definitely Siakam, Pascal Siakam. He's just, he's big. He's, you know, he's a good player, but obviously he's getting more known in the media. I feel like big guys don't get a lot of love, though. It's in the trading card games. Right. Like, it's, yeah, I could see that. I don't know why. I I think at some point that's going to come around and shift, but like, 
when, yeah. what was uh what's his name gary v was talking about when sports cards first started getting huge i feel like he was a big big part of that um and like he was talking about how entertainers still haven't even gotten into it yet and how yeah and i think like with sports being put on hold that's only going to make the prices go up and it protects your value right now because at this point fucking nobody can get hurt like you're not gonna have people yeah. blown out an acl or um but I, are you does that worry you too like because people haven't played in a while them getting fucked up like i'm sure a lot of them have basketball courts and they're fucking practicing for sure well honestly that's one of the biggest things i always Did you, you know Jochich? don't want is that his be... name joe jokic yeah. or jochich i forget how to say yeah nikola jokic i think it is yeah i mean it's crazy and you do have to be careful um definitely coming from a break like this and I think one of the big sticking points in the negotiations with the NBA was uh, a insurance. And I think that's what kind of talks even more, you know, in the favor of restarting because I think players are worried. I think coaches are worried, you know, physicians, us as, you know, collectors, because essentially we're selling them as because they, they're their own product. So, yeah. you know, their stock goes where, you know, their energy flows in a way. So I do worry about that. But at the same time, I hope a lot of these players have been working out through this, you know, COVID-19. Because a lot of people are, you know, calling it the COVID-15, where you're just gaining weight and just overeating and not working out. So I hope, you know, a lot of them are staying on point and sharp. It's, yeah. it's, it's a tough spot. Try having a pregnant wife and being stuck inside with, oh, yeah. while you're not working. But I've been actually, pre- I've been good. I haven't gained any weight. I've been staying at the same weight. I make sure good. I work out every day and shit. And, yeah, um, that's, it's consistency, maintain, you know. That's one of the hardest things. A lot of people about to make a record, Perry. Boom. All right, we're back again. Uh <laughs> No, it's it's whatever. What were we just talking about? The injuries and, you know, with. Yeah. Well, I was thinking that, like, if they don't. Well, here's the thing. NBA, the first weekend, like NBA All-Star weekend is goes crazy. Like, that's the weekend that like everybody parties, um, especially in places like L.A. where people have a lot of money. And so people stuck inside. I think that if the NBA is doing like a, especially if they're doing it at Disney, they're going to do a big, something big that first weekend. And yeah. I feel like they're going to do something leading up to that weekend. So I feel like a lot of, a lot of people that have concern about Zion, that would be like the time to sell would be, Prime I'm not time. an expert, but like would that would be the weekend to sell would be the opening of NBA weekend definitely and then the weekend after that i think is um that national convention it's the virtual card convention and i would have to guess that just based on uh, what i've read that would be a good time to sell as well just because people are going to be looking to make transactions people are going to be wanting they're going to be wanting to talk about cards they're going to be wanting to so you know right. what pisses me off? Can we talk about like online, like the online community of card people for a little yeah. bit? Yeah. So I get annoyed because people just like, if you're in the sport of hobbies, people will jump onto a post just to talk shit about somebody like ruining a ho- ruining the hobby. And I'm not talking about like buying and selling cards. Like, you know, I'm biased towards that because I do that shit. I'm talking yeah. about like if somebody posts something like, "Hey guys, can can you tell me something about this?" and they're like, "Go look up on fucking eBay." It's like, "What? This is what this shit's for." Like, who gives a shit? Like, if you don't want to get notifications for it, turn the shit off and just check your phone periodically, and it's right. not gonna bother you. Like, I don't get notifications for this shit. I just scroll through it. It's like that's the whole point of the hobby is to have a conversation about it. So like you're gonna bash somebody for trying to start a conversation. 
So I just don't understand it. It is. It's like Twitter in a way because, you know, you, you find all these resources of information on there and you can have these good conversations. But at the same time, there's literally people that just sit at home and they just right. post stupidity and they or they just they're unhappy with their life. So they want to project it back onto you right. and they come up with stupid things. And it's just it's like, how many times can you hit the block button, you know? Yeah, but it, it is out there because people I think the thing is with people like that is and you show me like text messages from people that were kind of saying, oh, you're ruining the hobby. But I mean, it's getting where you fit in. Right. It's in a way. Go to your store. You know, people used to camp out for Jordans and all these things. And now I think that same culture is going to cards because there's more product. So go out and camp out at a Walmart. That's find out who the gone, distributor like... is. You know what I mean? If you want to be in it and you want to do it, then do it. But I think a lot of people speak from, you know, just being annoyed that, you know, it, there is no product for them to take. And then by the time they can get the product, it's overpriced. But I mean, that's life. That's, you know, that's everything. You know, right. you, you have to, like you said, the early bird gets the worm. Those same people uh, will bitch about people getting participation trophies it's like right. don't you see where the irony yeah. is yeah i just i mean I, I like i try not to overdo it like i'll leave like i left a bunch of baseball cards that are popular right now i'm like i'm not taking baseball i'm like i have enough baseball fucking sitting at the house and like i said like i usually open them and then try to sell them like that um but yeah, there's people that just bitch and they're like, yeah, the person that sent me that message on Facebook just asking for a completely lowball price. And then when I said, you know, that's barely over what I paid for it, he's like, well, you shouldn't have bought it. It's like, well, yeah, no, it doesn't mean it's not going to sell. Like, you know, I'm not right. if I'm not worried about it. You shouldn't be worried about it. So exactly. you saw I responded to it. I just said, absolutely love you, dog. I was like, I agree with you. They were like, you're ruining the hobby. I'm like, I agree with with you. You know, kill them with kindness. Well, they had a picture of them, like, holding a lightsaber. I should have been like, like, (laughs) what did you think of The Last Jedi? Or The Force Awakens or whatever. I wouldn't even get too witty with it because at that point, you're just expanding too much energy on someone who honestly... No, I should have just asked, like, an actual question because, like, I'm a Star Wars fan. So I should have been like, I forget what the last one was called. I think The Last Jedi, I forget. But I should have asked him what he thought of it, and they would have been like, "What? What do I? What do I do for this?" So, yeah, but yeah, I still have never really caught on to Star Wars or anything like that. I have way I too many fucking hobbies. Book. That's why I have the podcast because I have way too many hobbies. Yeah, definitely I, though. I love horror movies a lot. Horror movies were my my, my favorite. I think every but, every October I'm gonna do horror theme podcast that's what i did last october this yeah. october i think i'm gonna keep it going and try to do it again um and uh yeah it's like i like to i it's been a while since i've watched horror movies just because um my wife doesn't like them in particular she does like them a little bit you know i i, I can get a, her to watch them a little bit but right. um, you know i just have to be in the mood to watch fucked up shit but like with yeah. my kid coming, I'm just like, I don't want to watch fucked up shit right now. Like, <laughs> oh, and oh, and a lot of it has kids in it, and that's that stuff. I I tend to stay away from that stuff because it's just too much, just too much. And that's why I used to love it a lot more when I was younger. But at the time now, a lot of it's like spiritual shit, and it's like I'm not getting into any of that. You know, yeah. like I don't know what's going on with that movie. It has no premise. I don't know what There's the story. It's just some crazy shit. There's you that know? movie Midsummer that's out. We haven't watched it yet, but like the trailer ma- looks crazy, and like it looks like they go to some festival, and it's like it kind of looks like a cult, and like it's right. just. But it's supposed to be like visually, it's supposed to be one of the more like beautifully shot movies, but it's just supposed wow. to be fucked up. I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list to watch. So Definitely. I might do that one night, just sit and drink some beers and watch it. Cause I don't, that's the thing I used to drink. Like when I would drink beers and shit and, and I yep. would drink and watch horror movies, but now I'm like, I, I'll smoke weed. I'm like, I can't watch horror movies. I'll do the dark yeah. web videos, but like I I'm yep. like horror movies, I can't do this shit right now. But 
Yeah. Do you think other types of cards, like you sent me those Dick Tracy cards, I think if they do a Dick Tracy reboot, that shit, that, that will blow up, and like I would definitely kick you some money if I, those sold. But I am just think I'm just going to keep those sealed. <laughs> exactly, just the memorabilia. You know, and that's the cool thing about it too, though. I mean, I literally got those in a mystery package the week before, and then I was just, you know, scrolling through Twitter and, you know, I keep up with a lot of the retro stuff, like 80s movies I love that's close to my heart, you know, especially those types of films. And uh, that came up as like being a 30th anniversary. I thought that was cool. You know, obviously a lot of same things are coming back. Teenage, you know, Mutant Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers. Jordan just came back with his final dance, you know, his last dance. So it's like you said, it comes full, full circle. And I, I don't know if those are going to blow up, though, because, like you said, those come from that wax junk era where they were mass-produced. And I don't know if there's any rarities or... Here's the thing. Know. Not all cards have been kept in good condition. So, like, I'm getting a couple of my older cards graded just because I want to get them nice and sealed up, and then I'll probably try to move them, you know, when they're at best value. But I did want to talk about Allen Iverson. I think Allen Iverson is like my number one pick for like undervalued cards. I don't know why his cards aren't more expensive. Um but he I feel like he's a documentary away from his cards exploding in value. Didn't they do a documentary on him a while back? I think so. The only issue I see with that is he's I don't he's think he's ever won. He's, yeah, he never won a championship, which that's not huge, huge in the card world. But the big thing, I think, is he's not in the media. He's not, you know, in movies, Hollywood. You don't see him rarely. So I think kind of going back to what we said, it goes, you know, the flavor of the day. When you don't see somebody, you forget about them. Well, that's and what I'm saying. If, he, if a documentary <laughs> popped up about him on Netflix or something, I think his right. cards would explode just because he changed yeah. the way that they fucking dressed for basketball pretty much. I mean, before yep. him, they dressed like goofballs. They had those fucking right. booty chokers, those fucking yep. grape smugglers. <laughs> True, and he came up with his own sneakers, and I, I still remember back in junior high school, those sneakers being some of the most popular shoes that we yeah. bought against. Everybody you know, loved and, that motherfucker. Like, I think... Yeah, I, I mean, I, he had to pay the bills, you know? He definitely did. And he, he put in that work, but I, I still, I don't know. I don't see him. My, I think as a retired person, I would, you know, as a retired basketball player, I would say probably Dwayne Wade because he's Wade. in the media. His wife is, you know, all Hollywood, Gabrielle Union. So, I mean, you know, Annie's one of the biggest, you know, trendsetters in the NBA now, especially because he played with LeBron. So I think there's a lot of value in that. And then also watch out for Chris Bosch next year because he probably will go into the Hall of Fame because yeah. he, he missed last year's cut because obviously, you know, they had Kobe, rest in peace, Tim Duncan, and then a major shout out, KG, Kevin Garnett, you know, the big ticket, one, you know, one Boston our, our championship. So did you see you Uncut know, Gems? Yeah, I was very disappointed in that. Were especially you? Especially as a Handler fan. I was. Know, I th I was like I went into it with very low expectations. So like I think I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't think it was the greatest movie ever. I thought it was a little long. It could have been shorter. But yeah. Uh, that movie was fucking intense for most of the movie. You're just like this dude just keeps pushing it. It was, but I think I don't know. There was a lot of fake shit and there was a lot of things that weren't even really, you know, believable. And I think Adam Sandler still has a hard time showing that, you know, serious side from his comedy background. And a lot of people say, you know, look at his movie Punch Drunk Love, and they claim that as a classic. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I don't like that movie. And I yeah, used to I be a huge, seen it. I used to be a huge fan of his. And I think, you know, after he got the Netflix deal, and I think a lot of it's watered down, you know, just to kind of you know, produce content, you know, and I think it's kind of more of a quality than, uh, you know, a quantity thing than a quality thing. Did you guys watch The Wrong Missy? 
What is it? The Wrong Missy. No. With uh, David Spade and Laura. I forget her name, her last name. Oh, is that, that the new one on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did see it. That was pretty good. That was. All I right. thought that was pretty funny for like. A, yeah, a, I went into that one with low expectations because the last few movies they've had, I think besides the duo, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. When he kind of, you know, went off, I think with like an FBI agent changed his life, and it was just crazy. It was funny. At- I actually bought the Louis C.K. stand-up recently. I bought the oh. the one that came out. I was like, "Fuck it, I'll support Louis." Um, yeah. But did you hear about Chris D'Elia? No. He's like got he's got people accusing him of hitting on them when they were underage. Like he's got got girls that have text messages and shit. I don't know if that's true or not. You know, obviously yeah. how Twitter mobs are, but like right. That's why that's one thing I I really don't like about social media nowadays is a lot of people speak from emotions and they don't really do the diligence of the research because right. it's hard obviously so many different opinions and news sources and you don't know which ones you know are spinning something or have an agenda so right. i, I kind of a lot of that but it's it's everywhere especially in hollywood i mean that's why a lot of people call it holly weird let's face it you know but yeah. it's just crazy <laughs> yeah We've been watching. Uh, I mean, that's why you go to people that you trust for like information. Like, whenever yeah, it's key to have communities and gatherings with people, friends, and family. You know, so when you move them back, man, <laughs> we we're working on it. I mean, the kids coming, and then yeah, we're, we're looking for a house. Oh shit! I just punched myself in the balls. Uh, we're looking for a house right now. And yeah. then we're going to be moving back. I'm like, I'm excited to. So our yeah, kids definitely. can Look hang out and fucking. Movie nights, you know, big gatherings and, you know, stuff like that. It's just, especially in the summer right now, you know how it is. There's nothing like summer in the city and, or, you know, summer with and just, you know. Well, we're looking like the area we're looking. We probably won't be far from wherever you guys, well, from where you guys are. So we're yeah. like, we're just, we're patient um it's hard because we're doing it from across the country and so right we're having my mom help and like she's she's funny she the other day she's like she's like yeah the real estate agent never got back to me she's like i'll just call her in the morning and if she doesn't answer i'll tell her that i'll go with redfin like she's all mad and shit and then I asked her. I asked her later. I was like, "Did you ever check in with the real estate agent?" She's like, "Yeah, I forgot to send the text message. She didn't not reply. I just forgot to send it." I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" So like, I have to deal with shit like that. So I'm like, "It's it's whatever." I'm just like, "We'll find something." We found something that was perfect right before, like right when COVID was starting, and yeah. we were like, I, "I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen," and. So we didn't jump on it, and now we're just we're still looking, and I'm sure we'll find something. And once we, do, yeah, so. it's like cards; it's timing and location. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. you you'll take your eye off the ball, and something will come up, or you know something just you look at a place, and it just takes you to home. You know, visually, and you're like, that's the place, or you know, just enjoy the the process. Though I think a lot of people get stressed. And, uh, you know, mad, especially when things don't go in their favor. But, I mean, just keep your head up through the whole thing and enjoy it because it is fun in a way. You know, you are picking where you're going to live and, you know, you can buy a house, but just make it a man, you know. Well, that's the thing. Like, the house that we have now, like, this house is cool, but it feels like a vacation house. Like, it, it pretty much is. Like our neighborhood is like a vacation spot, so most of our neighbors are gone from like the winter, from like the fall, winter, and part of the spring, yeah. and then they come back for the summer. And like we're here full year round, so this house just always feels like a vacation house. But I never really yeah. put much into it. Like we didn't do any like changes to anything. We just kind of maintained everything. And yeah. now like I'm excited to get like I'm gonna need a studio for the podcast. I'm gonna need a little eBay store set up. 
Um, so that's like part of the, what we're looking for. And yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to do like, cause this will be the first Christmas, um, or like, you know, that we're back and the, what will we show We're hoping to be back by Thanksgiving, but like, it'll be the yeah. first time we're back and we'll be back with the baby. So Definitely. it's just going to be weird traveling. Cause I'm not sure how we're going to do it. We haven't like right. really figured that stuff out yet, but we're still figuring yeah. all that shit out. So, yeah, it's the process. I mean, step by step, man. But I just but, wanted to finish up because we're just coming up to an hour, and I know you got to get back with the kids and shit. Yeah. But what's uh, and uh, by the way, uh, she owes me a uh, podcast as well. Um, so tell her that. Uh, I and, did. I reminded her the other day. Yeah, she's like scared or something. You just you jumped on it quicker, so. No, you made a comment with her and it kind of stuck. You kind of said, "Oh, it's a cult," and she thinks you're gonna go on there and like interrogate her. Oh, I was her. just joking. No, you I was completely I mean? joking about her. that. Oh no, I definitely. I told her about that, and I told her, you know, you gotta have thicker skin than that. And she knows, but I mean, in due time, obviously, she's still promoting her business. Right. And that's definitely taken off for her. You know, and I, I'm glad because it is in the health and wellness sector. And that's definitely something that's near and dear to me, because obviously that's something I that's one of the things that I treasure most is my health, where right. a lot of people are looking at different things. And you know how I am. It's just it's just what it is. But yeah, yeah. let's talk. about. It. And uh, I wanted to thank you. I saw that you donated to get entered in the, yeah, the giveaway. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, you can get entered if you enter if you if you donate five dollars you get entered um five dollars per entry I I I'm fucking blazed five dollars an entry yeah basically every five dollars gets you an entry and it's yeah man I think shit, that's so. a great idea genuinely you know to help support the community especially you know the black community at this time where. We obviously we've seen all these injustices over all these years, and I think it's finally time where a lot more people are speaking up about it, and you know are willing to, you know, and that's why I I chose to donate to the Equal Justice Initiative, you know, because I think they do a lot of good social justice work, you know, and the reason why I heard them was through I watch a lot of um, like true crime documentaries, mm -hmm. you know, it's like one of my one of my passions is watching, you know, seeing like the ins and outs of courts and lawyers and, you know, cases, because I've been there. I've seen that, you know, with family members, my father and different things. And I know how if you don't have money and you don't have good representation in this country, then justice ain't for you. And it, it right. sucks, but it's it's true. And I think a lot of people are finally seeing the that light and. You know, I hope that they can, you know, help out our brothers from, you know, other colors, no matter what. Because my belief, you know, you grew up in the same city as I, Brockton, Massachusetts, and it was a very diverse, you know, and cultural, you know, city where you had Cape Verdean, Haitian, you know, different colors, different dialects, different, you know, you had Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, Cubans. So, I mean, I always grew up with, you know, judging somebody by their character of their heart instead of their skin and i think don't get caught up on trying to change people that don't feel that way because sometimes you you just can't change people right. but i mean we're all, we're all human race at the end of the day yeah well said. You know what i mean i think that's a good good place to go yeah. out and uh hopefully you fucking win the giveaway because there's some dope yeah definitely there. look forward to it. i never usually win anything Especially well, hopefully giveaway. you're not the on, only one that donates. I'm, I need to make a post today again. Um, Spread and that I was going to, well, what I was going to do is I was going to reach out to some of the people that have been on the podcast and, uh, yeah. and see, I was just seeing the, yeah. the dude who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Um, Aaron Kleiber, the comedian, I was, I follow him on social media cause he's a funny ass dude. Um, if you guys right. have a night one night, um, that you, you know, if the kids are asleep or something and you guys are trying to watch yeah. something funny, that's like dirty and it's about having kids and shit. 
Like I watched yeah. it, I was like, oh shit, I'm kind of nervous to have kids. And I told them that I was like, dude, I watched your fucking your special, and like it was hilarious, but like it, it made me nervous. And he's like, no, no, you'll be all right. Uh, so he's yeah. a super nice dude, but he, I was looking and he had uh, his 200th episode and he had Bob Saget on. I was like, damn, Bob Saget's dope. So yeah. I should ask him and ask a couple other people to fuck. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, the power's in sharing. Use your social media platform to your advantage. It's very you small. Know I mean? It's very small. I'm not good no, at it. No, but anybody that anybody that listens to the podcast or any of your friends, past guests that have been on, you know what I mean? The power is in sharing. You know, yeah. if you have a friend small business you support it you help them and the same is with social media because that that's a big business right now and i mean you know more than me but i mean there is a power in you know community and sharing and that's why i think we need to you know not take our eye off the ball and be so divided you know but at the same time we got to know that you know we just got to all come together and you support yours at the end of the day yeah yeah so if you listen to this, share the shit out of Perry's podcast, <laughs> Itty Bitty Podcast, all platforms. Do it. You won't regret it. And you might even win something. Yeah, you might win something. You might learn something. You might kill a couple brain cells. Um, and if you don't listen to it, you, you know you're going to lose out because you didn't even try. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, dude. Well, we should do this again. It was fun talking about cards. Um, yeah. I'm going to rip some open before my wife knows that we're not done yet. And then, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, I'll talk to you later and we'll, fu- we'll definitely do this shit again. Really good luck. Hopefully we can do this in person soon. For real. Yeah. Video. I'm whatever. over the, I'm fucking over zoom. I can't wait to build a studio and be done with fucking yeah. zoom podcast you know, YouTube channel. And I just, can definitely a lot more people gravitating towards that, you know, cause a lot yeah. of people are more, I'm a lot but better in person interviewer. Yeah, definitely. But, but I think I'm yeah. a lot better now because I have been doing the zoom for so long. Like I was doing it before the, all this COVID bullshit. And right so now I think it's an easier way to do podcasting, but yeah, whatever you've been the work you've been grinding, man. We'll get there. I'm getting there. Fucking, but yeah, all right, brother. Well, I'll let you go, and uh, I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Take care. Peace. All right, dude. Thanks again for tuning into the Itty Bitty Podcast. As always, just make sure you subscribe, tell all your friends, and don't forget that giveaway is running. So donate and win some dope shit. I mean, that's all there is to it. You can win for $5. You have the potential to win a bunch of dope shit. And if you're not into giving back, I mean, if you win any of this stuff, the resale value would make your money back anyway so just think of it as an investment so make sure you jump on there donate and give what you can Uh, minimum five dollar donation to get entered into the giveaway though so that'll win you all that dope stuff we'll be back next week with another episode Um, the baby's coming anytime so just bear with me while i'm trying to get through this stretch where i'm just super busy with everything going on so bear with me and uh stay tuned We're going to keep these shows pumping out and I'm hoping to get us to the next level at some point soon. So thanks again, share, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.